I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast designed to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm super excited to be sharing part three of our energy and time management series. This series is uh, one that I think is super important, particularly as we are coming into the final quarter of 2020. But it's really important whenever you happen to be listening to, to this particular episode series because how we actually take the time to design our day, our week, our month, our year has a really big impact on where we'll be moving into future. I hope that makes sense. But today I wanted to take a moment just to recap to begin with what we've spoken about over episode one and two of this particular series. And then we're going to dive deeper into how to utilize your energy so you can maximize your productivity and actually increase your energy over the week. I'm going to say that again. So you can maximize your productivity and increase your energy over the week by understanding how you work best. Now that might seem super simple. And some of you might have done this particular exercise with me before uh, when you you used to listen to Be the Queen of Your Stress or are coming to one of my live events or perhaps you have uh, worked with me at, at corporate or an organisation level. But if you've never done this before, it's a really powerful exercise. And if you have done it before, it's a really great time to slip and check and to make sure that you're actually still leaning into how you function best, not how anyone else functions best, but how you function best. So before we get stuck into that, let's review what we've been over the last couple of weeks. Number one, in week one, we spoke about the worry meter. Why is a worry meter my most one of my most favorite things to teach? As you probably already wear aligned you listeners, I can talk about things I'm very passionate about at length, at pace, and uh, very often. But the worry meter is something that I always uh, revisit whenever I'm delivering a keynote, whenever I'm delivering a workshop, and usually at any live event. And the reason being, it's a bit like if you've done it before, it's still worthwhile slipping and checking. But the worry meter is absolutely something that I use on a daily basis. And depending on what's going on in my world at any given time, sometimes a minute by minute basis. And what it's all about is really understanding what are the things within our sphere in that given moment, what hurdles, challenge, thought processes that are going on in our world and taking up our, our time and thoughts. What do we have control over? What do we have no control over things we can't control and what might be things that we're not quite sure about. And to actually take the time to get them out onto paper can be very, very helpful. When you're more practiced at it, you can very easily and quickly do it in your head and actually be able to release it to its greater good. If it is something that you can't control, is working on how you can accept that so that you can let it go. If it's something that you can control, is making sure you're taking the big, bold steps towards actually making change. And if it's something that you're not sure about, is making sure you're getting assistance from whether that's your favorite integrative chiropractor like myself or personal performance and stress adaptation coach, whether it's another healthcare practitioner, whether it's a mentor. Um, Sometimes it can be family, but I always put a caveat on family uh, and you will have heard me speak about that before. So you'll have to go back to episode one to to listen to more about that. But it's really simple is that rather than having 57 different things that we're worried about throughout the day, it helps us simplify. And as you'd be well aware by now, aligned you listeners, that's what I'm all about is making sure that I can help you simplify the complicated so that you can start performing at your best in your own unique way. I also mentioned the importance in week one of understanding your baselines and jumping onto alignedyou.com.au so you can do the stress adaptation quiz. It used to be known as the eight ball quiz, but now I call it the stress adaptation quiz. It's a little bit less, uh, what's the right word, abstract. So it's eight questions. You get a score out of 80 and it gives you a really 
strong indication of how well you are or are not adapting to stress right now. Now, why is that important? It's important to understand as we're designing our week, which we talked more about last week, or as we talk about this week with energy, it's it's important you understand where you are right now. And regardless of whether you've done this before or not, the stressors around you may be different. So it's always a great thing to check in with. Every few months, I usually do it each quarter, just check in with where I'm at. And right now, for example, is that uh, this year has certainly been filled with different trials and tribulations and different stresses. And what I know right now is that my body is showing some signs of that, particularly being in Sydney right now, there are pollens flying around everywhere. And over the last few years, to give you an example, is that one of my stress responses has been a really bad histamine response or a hay fever response to all the pollens. Well, this year I'm working quite consciously on that to actually make that a thing of the past. Uh, That perhaps is a story for another time. But I hope that gives you an indication of why that's important to touch base on. Then last week we were talking about how each one of us, if we use time as a construct, if you believe in time as a construct, which that's how we function on this planet, is that we each have 168 hours within a week and really working out what are you doing with them? Are you using them to the best of your ability or are you making excuses of being too busy to do the things that are important to you and for you because you don't have enough time? Well, if you go through the 168-hour exercise is more often than not people realise they have tens of hours spare uh, that they can actually put into the things that are going to help them be performing at their best in their own unique way. Now, there's only ever been one person that I've done this exercise with over the last five years that actually was in deficit of time. Most other people can see time where they're not using it to the best of their ability. I made the error once in a workshop to actually say that watching too much telly was a waste of time, which I wasn't saying it in a bad thing because I certainly fall into that category quite often watching telly or going to movies is one of the ways that I switch off very successfully. So it wasn't in a in a derogatory way that I mentioned it, but somebody got quite upset with me saying it couldn't possibly be a waste of time. So I will rephrase that into the, is it serving you to the best of your ability? And is the time that you're spending, whether that's watching telly, scrolling on Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or any other social media, is that time of, uh, of mindless time spending, I'm not going to say wasting, is that something that you could actually divert into other areas that would serve you better would be the question that I would ask you. But that was the last couple of weeks. This week, I want to talk more about energy and how you can figure out when your energy is right for different tasks. As I've mentioned over the last couple of weeks, people will often say to me, you seem to have a lot of time to get stuff done. There's a reason for that. Sure, my work week is scheduled a little differently to to a lot of people. But then also within my work week, it's scheduled quite um, quite tightly. And then there leaves a lot of flexibility of my time outside, say, practice and doing my other work, that means that I've got the flexibility to do the self-care and self-love that's super important for me for a couple of reasons. And I want to touch base on that uh, in today's episode as well. But what the hell is energy anyway? Well, what energy is, if you go for actual definitions, it's got a few different definitions. Number one, it's the capacity for work or vigorous activity. It's also defined as vitality, intensity of expression. And I like this one because it's actually, it really summarizes beautifully why it's so important that we understand when our energy is best, which is the capacity of a physical system to work. Now, one of the things that I've always found super interesting, and it was over the last few decades that I've realized this, is different people have different uh, times of day that they have best energy. 
say that again, different people have different times of day that they have best energy. Some of you listening, some of you beautiful aligned you listeners, you will absolutely be morning people like myself. Others of you will be middle of the day people. Some of you will be afternoon. Some of you will be night hours. And figuring out this out is super important when you start scheduling and when you're reviewing your 168 hour across the week. And then when you actually start diving deeper into how to schedule that across the the day, which we're going to go through that in an upcoming online series that I'll be doing. So keep your eye out for that. These are obviously the surface level uh, activities that you can be doing to start designing your day. But when we're looking at our energy is actually figuring out what time of day your different energy levels are really important. I like to break mine down into at least three different areas. Number one, when is my energy best? When am I absolutely at my humming best? And if I get into flow is that I'm at my most creative, I'm at my most productive and I am having the most fun. I would then say I have a middle level energy where I can get stuff done, but you know, I'm not dragging my butt, but it's certainly not at the same levels as it would be, say, early in the morning. Or then the third level is when my energy is fairly low. I'm good at doing low uh, low mental capacity things. I call it my therapy time. So it's things that are quite automated that as the things that I'm doing are automated, they actually light me up. So they almost re-energize me within that low energy, low energy state. Hope that makes sense. So what sort of things can they be? Well, probably best to actually look at what time of day, say, that I function best. So I'm absolutely most creative first thing in the morning. In fact, early in the morning, I'm best. Middle of the day is when I'm sort of mid-level, I can do most things and I'm, I'm very mindful of that. Nighttime is when I tend to be lower energy. However, what you will see me doing more often than not of an evening, if it's not actually sleeping, is it's doing things like running webinars. It might be recording podcasts. The things that uh, I don't need to have uh, uber amount of creativity because it's actually doing. However, these sorts of activities actually light me up and they re-energize me. So it almost is like recharging my batteries by doing the lower energy activities. So what I'd love you to do, Aligned You listeners, and again, you don't necessarily need to, to write this down, but if you're not driving at the moment, it might be worth grabbing your pen and paper and actually just making some notes. So then you can actually incorporate that into your day planning once you get to that stage, which is automatically what time of day is best for you? Gut response. As I said, for some of you will be absolutely I'm a night owl. A lot of people that work in IT and computers actually work best at night. My beautiful graphic designer, when we started working together um, a couple of months ago, she actually pre-warned me in an email saying, you're going to get some emails and some work through and drafts through at weird and wonderful times because I I often work at weird and wonderful times, aka the middle of the night. Um, Please don't be worried about me. It's just when I work best. And, And she's quite correct. Uh, we almost cross over with some of the emails that come through though because I get up so early in the morning now so that I can do my sunrise practice is it's quite funny. We only miss each other by about an hour before she obviously then goes to bed. But it's understanding that is super important. So as I said, your exercise and action step for this week, aligns you listeners, is to figure that out. When are you best? If you're working in a team environment and as I've discussed with many organisations that I've worked with, most people are actually... It's very interesting when when people plan, I'll pop my teeth back in and start again. It's very interesting when people plan team meetings because often they'll do them first thing in the morning or as a breakfast meeting. And the issue with that is, is if unless your whole team are morning people, you're not going to get the best out of everybody. So often the best time to plan a meeting is mid-morning, mid to late morning, because you actually catch the people that are still morning people. They're still going to be at their best. You catch the middle of the day is, and also it's not too early for the afternoon, evening folk to actually be switched on and to be giving their best. 
Now, that might seem super simple this week, Alonji listeners, but it's a really powerful way of starting to understand how you work best. And it really is about you working best. Particularly for those of you who are morning people, this is why it's super important to plan out how are you utilizing that first couple of hours of your day and wasting your best productivity, your best uh, mental clarity first thing in the morning by scrolling through 100 emails and getting rid of all the junk out of your email inbox, perhaps not the best way to be spending your morning, perhaps better to be actually in the planning state or creative state. And that's why it is really important to define that for yourself and to understand that other people work differently. For many, many years, I couldn't understand why people weren't at full tilt at seven o'clock in the morning like I was. And then I realized, oh, that's because they're not morning people. So understanding that can be super powerful. And that is absolutely your action step this week. I'd love to hear what time of day is best for you. Jump into our Line Dew Collective on Facebook. We have a closed Facebook group, which I post in there every day. It's a beautiful group of like-minded souls. All you need to join is pop Align Dew in the search bar of Facebook. You'll see the Align Dew Collective group come up. Request to join. I'll let you in and I'd love to hear about what time of day is your best time of day. But before I go today, Align you listeners, my top five high rotation this week, it is a funny one. I've got to say every time it comes on, not only does it make me bop my head, but it also makes me chuckle that this is actually what's playing at the moment. It's actually a Tina Turner song. Last week, uh, somebody had shared an old, uh, I don't even think it would have been the Winfield Cup back in the day. So the old NRL uh, promo when Tina Turner's songs used to be, and it's uh, what you get is what you see promo. And it's one of the funniest ads, but it obviously had sparked a memory loop for me of it was must have been the early 80s so watching that ad over and over again uh and so it's a it's a great song it's upbeat it's been making me laugh uh book this week i've been rereading breaking the habit of being yourself by dr joe Dispenza, one of my guys he's uh, bloody awesome and it's all about how you can reprogram the neuroplasticity of your brain particularly important for those of us who are over 35 and we want to uh reprogram or retrain what our responses are versus being stuck in a reactive state what have I done this week to align me? Well, I've changed up my movement over the last couple of weeks. I've been talking a bit about it on my socials. You can follow me either at aligned.u on Instagram or if you want my more personal page where you see stuff I'm doing every day, you can follow me on Dr. Maria Z on Insta. But I've changed up my movement. One of the goals that I have coming into the last quarter of 2020 is that I want to increase my flexibility and strength. And I also realized today I also need to increase my balance because last week I got a little bit uh, overzealous and over excited about how many training days I had in. I'm I'm doing yoga now at Now Yoga Sydney, which is phenomenal. Uh, T and her team are phenomenal at Rosebury. Uh, And I've overscheduled. And then between that and the other training that I'm doing at the moment, I just realized that I needed to create a little bit more balance. So how did I align me last week? I actually cancelled a couple of classes because I knew that it was tipping me over the edge of where it was good for me versus where it was actually starting to affect my energy in a negative way. So understanding sometimes when we're overscheduled is just as important as doing the scheduling in the first place. Quote of this week, be the energy you want to attract by the famous uh, author Anon. Be the energy you want to attract. If you want to attract cool people into your life, and that is definitely what we're going to be talking about in episode four of this particular series is the power of the people that you surround yourself with. A thought for over this week is, are you being the energy that you want to attract into your life? And that's really my final thought for this week. Understanding our energy, understanding how we can make the best of it, understanding how we can leverage it so that we can be the most productive, but also so that we can start attracting the sort of people and experiences into our life that we've always desired and dreamed of 
is super, super powerful. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week. But for this week, Aligned You listeners, that's it. Bye for now and I'll catch you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next time. The information shared on Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.